Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! You have arrived at the water. Uh, the uh, the edge of the consortium of, of Bleen, or at least of, of this island of, of Sour. Uh, you've taken a, a couple of uh, small ferries uh, sort of further north of, uh, of Sour, um, moving into some of the smaller islands, some of which are are purely boxing um, plants uh, where where you can just see uh, turtles sorting and boxing. Um, others, the actual construction of the boxes, uh, huge lumber operations. Um, you know, just 
tons of just lumberjack turtles uh, just working away. Um, eventually you reach what uh, has the, the, the sort of visually seems almost like a fairy dock in terms of how it has like um, it's made of, uh, of stone. It's, it's sort of a long, a long uh, pair of docks with space in between for, for a ship, but instead of a ship, there are stairs uh, leading downward. Um, and uh, it is uh, overseen by a large stone arch uh, that um, in the, uh, the sort of native written language of consortium uh, of Bleen that uh, Maka and Gwendolyn, I believe can read um, it. Uh, it just uh, says um, uh, where there is history, there is knowledge um, in sort of large letters. Um, and uh, you are able to descend. Uh, Maka, what does your water breathing spell look like? Um, I think instead of it being purely um, like spore based, I think this is again more fey magic just because of the relationship that he has with fairies and the fey in terms of like um, some housing some of them on his body inside of like glow caps and things like that. So I think it's quite more magical he casts it on duncan and himself because turtles turtles can hold their breath for one hour um but this is a spell that grants it up to 10 creatures with one cast so mm. just just to be safe he will give himself gills sure um and i think i think it is i think you you get to have gills uh uh duncan if you've got a place that you prefer them to appear i know uh they would be under maka's arms like down his ribs is where oh, his gills would, would appear uh, I think Duncan would do the uh, the water world. They're behind the ears. Nice. Yeah. Look, I was probably going to force that if you didn't go that route. <laughs> um, a map to an island or some bullshit appears on your back. Also, like, open the movie by peeing in a jar. Why not? Uh, how could this yeah. possibly lose money? Um, amazing. So um, the gills begin to form. Uh, Duncan, I'm sure this is an odd experience for you. Um, what does having this sort of transformational magic work on you feel like um i think it's itchy and it's got that feeling of like pressure in your ears like when you're on a mm. plane and you can't quite get it to go oh, like it's not that. quite painful ah. but it just kind of sucks uh and then it's just a lot of that and then he's doing that weird archer thing of like ma ma <laughs> i don't know what's going on ma. like ma <laughs> it messes with his hearing a little bit until he's underwater gotcha <laughs> Um, all right. So being sufficiently uncomfortable, uh, you just kind of immediately start wading into the water in the hopes that that will uh, yeah. remedy it somewhat. Um, and uh, surely it does. Um, now, Gwendolyn, um, you are heavy and you can't really swim. So uh, what what is the plan for you? Um, well, I assume we're going to the bottom, right? Are you? Are we? We're going into the water. That's all we know, Laura. You, you don't know where the archive is. It's safe to believe that it is probably near the bottom, but you're not sure whether it's like, you know, a blister on the side of, uh, of a sheer cliff face or if it is like legitimately at the, the ocean's floor. It could be either. Um, you just don't know. Um, I mean, look, if we're not quite sure where we're going, would it make sense to have like kind of a tether to me, Ooh, I mean, I'm not that heavy, purpose. but I am gonna sink. Good. Yes, we must go under the water. Sinking is good. Yes. Right, but I'm gonna sink like all the way down. 
Mm, yes, good. Sink. All the way down? All right. And with that, you just step off the pier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the, uh, the three of you uh, begin to descend. Um, Duncan, it's <clears throat> similar to trying to breathe through a snorkel for the first time um, or with an underwater breathing apparatus. It's incredibly uncomfortable to try and convince your body that this is okay. Because your body's like, this is a, most assuredly not. Um, but uh, the uh, the three of you begin to to drift uh, downward. Um, the water is is cool. Um, it's sort of warmer near the surface, but it's a, a refreshing uh, change of pace from the eternal stank of the imported city and the uh, the effects of the curse that are are clearly causing just all sorts of body odors you don't want um, <clears throat> to linger on the air. Uh, can all of you please roll me a perception check with disadvantage if you don't have dark vision of course I don't have dark vision that's a 7 for Maka uh, a 7 for Gwen as well 5 <laughs> um, so uh, you continue to drift downward um, and uh, in the distance you can see um, a uh, a dome after you've been, been sort of sinking for several minutes, uh, probably, well, we'll say like I don't know, 20 minutes. Like it's been, it's been a while as you, you go down. Um, you can see a dome in the far distance uh, with uh, lights that are clearly um, in it. So it's very blurry at distance, but uh, definitely a, a kind of um, at least a direction to head towards. Uh, I would say only Gwen and Maka can see this because Duncan, you would just have blurry human eyes underwater. Um, but uh, God, it's been a long time since I've opened my eyes underwater. I fucking hate it. Just goggles all the way, baby. Um, as you uh, continue to sink, you kind of see it in the distance and Maka and Gwendolyn, you can make out um, small shapes um, sort of swimming uh, above it and around it. Um but uh, clearly, uh, that is the the archive. Good news for you, Gwen. Is uh, if you do hit the the ground, you'll be able to walk. Uh, That's nice, Maka. I imagine like turtles are also good at like holding their breath for an extraordinary amount of time. How how com- uh, confident a swimmer do you think Maka is? Um, he hasn't done it in a while, but yeah, he's he's capable. L- just living where he lived, like everyone kind of learned yeah. to swim growing up. Um. Yeah, so he knows how to swim, but also is confident just walking along the, the ocean floor. Duncan, I forget. We talked about this way back when you first left Byproduct. Um, yeah, he's a good swimmer because he's practiced everything. I think he would have left his uh, his shoulder cape and his hat somewhere safe because they would just fair. be an impediment down here. But uh, Yeah, you can leave him with Ida. <laughs> yeah. Great. Just be um, swimming along. Great. So uh, the three, uh, so Duncan and Maka are kind of swimming. Uh, Gwendolyn's just kind of sinking. Um, I'm like, I like to think going along the bottom, like surfers who train, who just have like these like 50 pound ball to like keep them down. And they're just like running with it underwater. Like yeah, that kind amazing. of slow motion. Yeah. Uh, when you hit the ground, that's hundred percent what, what that will look yeah. like. Um, uh, unfortunately, before you can uh, jaws uh, clamp, uh, clamp down on you rather hard. Uh, your AC is 20? Yeah. Well, that don't matter one bit. Oh, oh Jesus. Uh, that is... <laughs> Great. 
Yeah, that is uh, 25 points of damage. Yikes! Um, as a, a, a massive prehistoric uh, crocodile, um, just like, like and, and a big boy crocodile, uh, just like chomps down on you, uh, a dark shape that all of you sadly missed. That um, was uh, approaching out of the uh, out of the, the gloom. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative, please. Ah, bollocks. Eight. Well, it rolled a twenty, but if there's a time to get a crit, seven for a monster now, Marcus. Seven. Eleven. <laughs> and sorry, Gwendolyn, you were eight. Eight. Remember, we all got nat twenties in the same Ooh, round. Oh boy, yeah. So. No. Heavy hitters. <laughs> no, I don't. Great. Um, so uh, the uh, crocodile is up first. Um, Gwendolyn, as uh, you feel your armor crunch and compact slightly, uh, you turn to see this beast. Um, and uh, it is, uh, again, like a, like we're talking like sort of just a massive old, the way they, they show them in history books, uh, massive, scary old crocodile. Um it is uh, the size of a house, so it's like a it's a, a big big creature. Um, that said, uh, you can see since you are in its jaws, um, it too has uh, has discharge, just sort of um, mm. pouring, kind of floating off of its eyes. Uh, its eyes that um, are a mix of yellow and black. Uh, it looks very unnatural, um, and uh, you can see discharge from its ears as well. Uh, and there are actually patches of its uh, scales that seem to have fallen away. Uh, this thing is in tremendously rough shape. There are small um, growths just kind of um, fluttering in the, uh, in the water, similar to um, uh, almost like a, if you could imagine seaweed growing off of it, uh, yeah. but similar vegetation to what, what you saw topside, but adapted for the water. Uh, and it goes first, and it just crunches down on you. So you're in its jaws. Um, you can go ahead and roll me a uh, a con save, please. Bloody hell. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20? Okay. Um, so it's not an auto hit, which is good. Unfortunately, it is still a hit, but it will Fuck. do less damage because you saved. Um, so uh, its jaws don't open up and slam down. It just bites harder um so that would have been 15 you're going to take seven um what do you yell out into the water as this happens uh, because you are an enchanted ghost uh duncan and maka hear you cleanly uh whereas they will not be able to hear each oh. other what do they what do uh, what echoes in their head as they hear the <laughs> um uh <laughs> it's it it's just fucking fuck it off me. That's that's it. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tracks. We can know what you're putting out. Great. Um, that is uh, the crocodile's turn. Uh, improbably, Duncan, you're up next with your 11. Yeah. Uh, realistically, <laughs> I think he also probably left Mr. Bang because I don't think his flintlock double-barreled pistol would do well underwater. Yeah, I've so. played enough video games to hear about keeping your powder but dry. But does my pistol get gills? Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean, in Last of Us, they just swim around with all their guns underwater all the time. <laughs> but uh, no, true. so I think he he will just be like swimming towards the head. Uh, and because he's got a rapier, which isn't ideal for this. It's kind of like 
taking his one hand so that it's like extending down out of his fist and his other gloved hand grabbing the blade near the handle. And then he's just trying to ram the whole thing into its eyes. Because if he can just blind it or stab it in the eye, it's most likely to open its mouth, which is his priority goal. 100%. Uh, Okay, go ahead and roll. All right, the first one is an 18 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. And the second one is a 14 to hit. Right on the money. Yay. It's tough, but also very large. So, (laughs) And the damage, uh, when we combine both stabs, comes to a grand total of 22 piercing damage. Very nice. It's a good the spell uh, right here. Good hit. Uh, still lots there, but that's a good. It's a good start. Um, so yeah, you just start start stabbing into it. Um, I'm gonna roll to see if it can keep its jaws tight. Uh, it does. <clears throat> it is. Uh, it's committed to the cause now. Um, but it also rolled a 19, so it's very committed. Uh, Gwendolyn, roll. Ru- ru- you're in the jaws. Uh, what do you do? Um. Uh, what part of me is in the jaws? Uh, it has got kind of your center mass. So it's around okay. the, the kind of like breastplate and probably like... Cool. The... So I've got my arms free? Yes. All right. So I think what I want to do is uh, uh, take my sword and try to basically pull it kind of down and around and stab upwards into like kind of the base of its yeah, like under, under throat the jaw. neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right there because I figure like... That motion will get it to like maybe release its jaw. Yep, to that try. makes sense. Yeah. All right. I know I would if I got hit there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I would theoretically give you advantage for this because like you're held by it, but I also think the angle at which it's crunching you uh, neutralizes that because like yeah. you also have disadvantage from being in its jaws, but also advantage from like it's easy to stab. So just rolling straight. That's fair. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to uh, strike it twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not gonna not attack twice. Um, that's a twenty-one and a ten. So I'm twenty-one guessing that goes 10, through. Ten will not. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. Oh God, and double ones. Yikes! It's a five. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, and I, I I say this with all the love in my heart. Every little bit counts. Um, yeah, and and do you know what? Because it's already got hold of me, I'm not really worried about it taking an attack of opportunity. Because it's kind of like I'm in its jaws, mm-hmm. so I think I will. I will uh, uh, let go of the blade um, and make it fly uh, around to the top and try to get it in the top of the head. Cool. You take an attack of opportunity, uh, yeah, but I will free, so it don't matter. Good. But I mean, it was already in the. Jo- I know. And that's a nat one. Fuck me. Um, you, uh, throw, throw the sword, uh, and, uh, it, it crunches, you lose sight of the sword and it begins to drift away into the darkness. Um, it will be reclaimable later, but you rolled a one homie on an admittedly like, ah, I've got this power, so I'm going to use it. (laughs) Off it goes. Um, next up, uh, Maka. I'm sorry. You want to fight it? No, no, it's just literally, (laughs) no, I was actually making a Gwendolyn sound of what? Ah, very good. Yes, (laughs) entirely fair. Tom was ready to fucking throw down. No, no, no. no. Look, you got to go talk to three jurors. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Maka, you're up, bud. Uh, Conjure animals. (laughs) Yay! 
Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelva, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through five more seasons and beyond. Check it out now. Dom, Doms and Dragons. We need friendly creatures of the sea on our side. Motherfucking uh, Aquaman. Two giant octopus uh, emerge um, from, uh, I think, I think because of like the, the, the way that spores like behave in the air is like, they kind of like hover and stuff like that. But I think because we're underwater, it's all like wet and, and kind of glomular and, and, and chunky. So it kind of comes out as like a spore, like sludge. Mm. Uh, and it basically <laughs> forms into like uh, um, almost like an ink cloud made of spores and f- emerging from the cloud. These two uh, octopus come out. Nice. Love it. They are giant octopus. So their sar- size classification is large beast. How massive is this ancient croc? Is it like a huge thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Without looking at the book for actual sizing, uh, I would say the- like the megalodon. Yeah, it's in that ball. It's it's in that ballpark, or like okay. uh, the the one from Hook that's like two stories tall and and spoopy, but without a clock in its mouth. So it's got a Gwendolyn in its mouth because I don't have Disney money. <laughs> but she can yell the time if she needs to. <laughs> <laughs> ow! Ow! It's five after two. <laughs> so I I roll initiative for them. Uh, they came in at initiative thirteen. Okay. I'll just turn the C into an O and add a C above it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I thought you were talking about turning the C like the ocean oh, oh. into an O. I was like, all right, man, you're the DM. I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we're surrounded by now. spaghetti. Do you like my twist? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Huh? Um, <laughs> your heart out, Matt Mercer. My C is made of spaghettios. <laughs> Um, the spaghetti OC. Yeah. Right. Uh, great. Uh, what else do you do on your turn? Um, if anything. Yeah. If anything, right. Uh, bu- 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 um, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. It seems pretty occupied with uh, Gwendolyn. Is there anything I can do to help her? Not occupied? immediately. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, no. So I'll just, I'll sit tight. Great. Um, all right. Uh, top of the round, uh, we have uh, the croc uh, with two um, octopi uh, attacking it now, or, or kind of drifting towards it. Uh, it's going to turn its attention away from Gwendolyn, not releasing nice. her by any stretch, but oh, uh, not focusing right. on chewing. Um, <laughs> instead, it's going to lash out twice with its tail. What are the ACs on the octopi? They are 11. Um, fucked. It will hit with both um, as it just slaps back and forth. Um, But they got some HP, though. They're big. uh, (laughs) They will take uh, eight points of damage each. All right. Yeah, they're good. (laughs) (laughs) Happily, the the tail is not 
uh, nearly as deadly as the teeth, as you can probably imagine. Uh, that's why it gets two, but does far less. Um, speaking of octopi, slap, slap, wake up. It's your turn. Uh, so Gwendolyn is still in this thing's jaws. It hasn't let her go yet. It has not. Okay. Uh, so then both of these giant octopuses are going to make uh, tentacle attacks. Mm. Is the goal to like force the jaws open or uh, just to beat it up? Uh, basically it's rules as written. It is like bludgeoning damage. Uh, and then they're, and then the creature is grappled. Oh, amazing. So okay, it's, so it's best like goal. gripping with tentacles. Yeah. Gotcha. So for the first one, that's not going to hit. Because that's three plus five. 15 plus five for a dirty 20, though, on our second guy. Uh, yes. What was the first one? Uh, like seven or something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, no good. But yeah. yes, dirty 20 will absolutely do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so 2d6 damage. I didn't have my dice ready for this kind of damage. Hang on. I understand. <laughs> I didn't have my brain ready for this kind of creature. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, 10 plus three. So 13. 13. 13 bludgeoning damage. If the target is a creature, it is grappled. So it's, it is. It is grappled. Okay. Um, the, I think it, I think right now it should be able to try and escape though, right? Like at the time uh, of grappling, that sounds right? Uh, no, it'll be on its turn. On its turn? Okay. I'll also say once it's grappled, it does release Gwendolyn just because I can't imagine a large panicked creature being grappled as like, I mean, I don't know. I've seen Ripley with toys do this, but like for most creatures, be like, I don't need this anymore. I don't want to die right now. Um, so, uh, Gwendolyn, uh, you feel the the jaws loosen um, on you. Um, it's not like it spits you out or anything. So you're just kind of still drifting, like in and around its mouth, and start to yeah. kind of push yourself off. Um, Duncan. Okay, if Gwen's getting out of the mouth, then Duncan wants to get the fuck away from this head. So he's just going to swim back to what, down the body away from the head, just stabbing along the way. Yeah, like, rather than like fully swimming, you're just stab pulling? Yeah, yeah. So he's like kicking, but then it's stabbing and pulls self forward. Yeah, uh, that's how I learned to swim too. Uh, all right, great. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack, please. Because it's grappled, do I have advantage? Yes, you do. Yes, nice. it is restrained. Even so, I think that makes sense to my my mind. That would be easier to hit. Like this thing's already a fucking brick shit house. Like it's huge, hmm. so it's not hard to hit to begin with. And if it's trapped, like, meh. all right, so that's a twenty three and a nineteen to hit. So Both do it. Yep, great. And that is it's nineteen damage. Whew. As he stabs his way down the spine. Yikes. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is bloodied uh, for reals, more than bloodied, but definitely bloodied. Um, great, good round. So you reach the the end, and you're just kind of uh, swimming along behind it, uh, knives out, ready to kill. Gwendolyn, you're finally free. You have no sword. Um, you can use your bonus action to recall the sword. Oh, I can. Yep. Well, then I fucking do that. Great. Uh, so now that you're free, you you reach out, uh, and the the sword comes kind of drifting lazily back through the water uh, and lands uh, lands squarely in your hand. Uh, you're now kind of floating, sinking still, but floating in front of the uh, the, the massive crocodile as uh, as Duncan stabs his way down the back, and the octopi hold it. What do you do? Well, like basically, team up with Duncan and slashy slashy. All right, go on, ahead and roll your slashy on- slashy. On eyes with advantage. 
Fuck yeah. Oh, so you're staying up by the head. Duncan was swimming away from the head. <laughs> she can't swim. She's just yeah. going down. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like as I as I can, like, ah. Oh. <laughs> the other ones like try to reach cookies at funnier. the top shelf. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I will try to hit, hit it twice. The first one that's with advantage uh, is 24 to hit. Yep. And the second one is six, uh, 18 to hit. Yeah, that'll do. Awesome. All right. Is uh whew, 14 damage on the first one and uh eight on the second one. All right, all right. It is looking real rough. Really, really rough. Um well good. Uh so you 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 get a couple salt thwacks in and then you just drift. I imagine I'm just holding my sword with like both hands above me, just kind of like feebly like swinging it and hitting nothing. Yeah. Uh, Maka floating it down. comes at you. Yeah. <laughs> um this thing is not like I mean, it looks like it was never looking too good or it's looking very rough though. It's like it was rough. already looking bad. Now it's okay. like very bad. Kill it and bring it back as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> well, before it it dies, um, I want to try something. Um, uh, Maka will... Let me make sure this isn't another concentration before I do that. Conjure animals, concentration. So can I do this other thing? <laughs> For a second, I thought you were talking about like Duncan being able to breathe. I'm like, this would be a really bad time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, that's yeah. good. That's good for 24 hours. Okay. I turn it into a cool car. Duncan's like, oh, 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 oh. he's like, Maka just drives oh, nice. by on a crocodile. Okay. So this other spell is not concentration. So the octopus can remain. Um, I will cast speak with animals mm. as an, oh, as an nice. action uh, instead of as a ritual so that I can just get it done quickly. Uh, and I will just say to this uh, uh, crocodile, I will say, uh, yield or be crushed. Um, it just fucking screams. It screams and screams and screams. Uh, you hear the, uh, the same, um, rage and, um, uh, sort of wrath that you felt, uh, in the cluster. Um, only, uh, this thing is, uh, from, from a glance too far gone. Um, you talked earlier about the cordyceps and this is like, yeah, okay. it's it's well and truly done. Um, That's useful information too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Maka will will end his turn with that and is basically ready to issue the order for the octopus to finish this thing off. Cool. Uh, it gets to go first. Um, it is restrained, so yeah. I'm going to roll my save to see if I can get out of that. Sixteen. It, it does not okay. by any stretch uh, with the garbage I just rolled. <laughs> So um, I think instead it just kind of like flails back and forth. The fact that you're in its head is is bothersome to it. Uh, I think it it fails to uh, fails to do too much. Uh, bring us to the octopi. Okay. Uh, until the scrapple ends, the target is restrained, and the octopus can't use its tentacles on another target. So one of my octopi is like out of commission because it's maintaining the grapple, but the second one can make another tentacle attack Great. for some more damage. Nat one. On that. Um, so you know, I said the uh, uh, the crocodile was too too confused to to act. Uh, as the octopus comes around to get an optimal space, uh, the crocodile in a panic just lunges out, 
uh, and attacks, uh, but fails to hit. Um, okay. the, the, octo, the octopus is, is not. And I did misread this. Um, it's, it can't use its tentacles on another target. So oh, the one okay. that's holding it can do like another tentacle attack to like crush it further, similar <laughs> to like uh, being punch, in punch. its jaws. Yeah, gotcha. Nice. Go for it. And that's a nat 20. It's like flipping a fucking coin. Um, <laughs> so rolling damage dice twice. That's four. That's four again, plus three. Uh, 11 uh, yep. bludgeoning damage. Uh, so it, uh, as the, the crocodile is distracted by the, uh, the loose uh, octopus, um, it lunges forward, uh, elongating its, its body just enough that the, uh, the gripping octopus can just squeeze and twist. Um, and uh, with a, uh, the sound of a, a plastic water bottle being twisted, uh, that is deafened by the, uh, the the weight of the water around you. Um, the octopus just like twists the crocodile in three separate directions and uh, leaves its sort of twisted hulk uh, to drift. Uh, but it, it it had four HP, so it is very dead. Okay. Um, as uh, as you leave its its sort of uh, the husk of this creature uh, to sort of uh, drift away. Um, and uh, the three of you sort of drift downward. Uh, I assume assisted by the octopi. Now that you have them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the small figures you saw swimming in the distance uh, are are coming ever closer. And um, sure enough, uh, moments later, as you kind of continue to make your way towards the archive, um, you are greeted by a war band of tritons. Uh, so tritons are, uh, they have legs and arms, uh, in our world, they, they do, their fingers and toes are webbed. So they are tremendously good swimmers. Um, they're all, uh, rocking like, uh, Namor from Marvel, just like all of them are in some version of like mankini or tight, like short shorts. And then just kind of like, like there's, there's a lot of shoulder action and like a V of fabric, uh, attached to their belts. So like, it's just like, it's not really enough clothes to qualify as clothes, but it's also too much to be a bathing suit. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, uh, all, all the genders that approach you are wearing the exact same garment. Um, uh, Those that have breasts, they're just hanging out. Like there's, it's bad for everyone, but they're just all committed to this, this kind of outfit. Um, Right on, man. uh, And uh they uh, they kind of swim over uh, you know uh, tridents uh, on their back harpoons all the kind of underwater shit you'd expect, um, and uh, out of uh, the center uh, one comes uh, with just kind of like um, you know those uh, I forget what creature these are on but kind of those long wispy uh, tails that end in kind of uh, almost um, a spade shape. Um, their hair is kind of that, uh, mm, they have a yes. number of that just kind of creating like a, a halo behind them. Um, bit of a, a Cape Lanchette as evil Galadriel vibe, um, mm. just yes. kind of like swimming, uh, impressively forward, um, a, uh, just kind of arms stretched wide. Um, there's thunder crackling around her, her arms and her skin, um, which sends little pulses of electricity through the water. Um, Duncan, you can feel it. Uh, Gwendolyn, you could also definitely, like, I think mm-hmm. Gwendolyn more, like little arcs of it are hitting you. Um, Duncan, for you, it's it's like uh, getting a, a low-level electrical shock. It's not the worst, but it's certainly not pleasant. Um, and uh, as uh, she floats forward, um, I'm just roll for initiative for them. 
um, imperiously with uh, the Tritons around her. She stretches her arms wide and with a slight grin, lightning crackling around them, brings her hands together. This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.